Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you're into it, we are into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And now we're uh, we're celebrating 10 years plus one show, so Congratulations, guys! Uh, thank you so much for coming out to uh, uh, Yearwood Performance. And of course, we got we got Spencer you uh, in the studio this morning, dude. You missed the party, man. I know. I, I'm so sad that I was missing out on the 10th anniversary, but I was able to make it here for 10th plus one. So I, I mean, that's almost just as good, right? Yeah, because actually, when we started to try and figure out whether that was actually the 10th or whether this week is actually the 10th, I might have made it. Yeah, exactly. no need to know that. No, that, yeah, we, we we don't really know, and and uh, so anyway, uh, we we will move on. But uh, very glad that uh, that Dan could make it this morning. Had a a rough rough night last night, and so we, we won't talk about that. But we got a a fist bump at him, and and RJ man, um, getting ready for uh, the big Valentine's Day coming up um, on Tuesday, man. Uh, what's what's the plans over there on Pelicans? You got anything special on the menu? I thought we were talking about something else. But I was getting ready for, but uh, he really yeah, threw no, that in well, there. No, well, the, the Super Bowl of NASCAR is, is next next Sunday. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, actually, I was talking about all. I have three okay. great events coming up within these two weeks. I'm actually super revved up for uh, Valentine's. I mean, there's some there's some uh, nice uh, dinner for two specials that they have planned out. That I mean, whole night from drink to dessert, everything's taken care of on one menu where it looks amazing. Uh, reservations, I think, been full oh, for so. quite a while, but hey, yeah. still come out. I mean, shoot, come out Saturday through Monday and get a little pre action and have a good time out there. But uh, low shout out to work, low shout out to you know the game I'm kind of prepping for, where I'll be out as letter from nine to eleven and. Uh, yeah, a lot of prepped up, good shows where we're going to even party on NASCAR to kind of celebrate the Daytona 500. So a good, exciting week full of fun. Well, it's coming See, up. There's a big NBA game coming up this weekend. Uh, no, no NBA. It's no it's, NBA. It's, oh, NHL. There you go. Sure, NHL. Okay, yeah. all right. Miami. Yeah, Miami. All right, <laughs> all right. We're being facetious because those of you who are watching um, on Facebook Live, of course, you can see I've got my uh, Shadow KC hat on. Um, and so, uh, I can't believe my man that the point line is still, uh, uh, chiefs are, are, are dogs by one and a half. Yep. The first time ever, uh, Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in the playoffs. I mean, he's only been an underdog. I want to say this is ninth game of his career. So that's another thing where it's like, yep, yeah, it's everyone. It, it's going to be a close, exciting game. No matter what people are revved up for the Eagles just cause their season has been absolutely dominant. No question about it, but Compare every compared to every team that ever made the Super Bowl, they had the easiest strength of schedule. So it's just one of those things. If now is it a time for them to step up and take over, or is it time for Andy Reid to kind of get his revenge from his former team? And I'm super ready for this matchup. I could go in extreme detail, but I'm not as scared as the, of the Eagles' defense as I used to be. I gave you kind of a little hint of that earlier, but right. it's just it's going to be a fun matchup either way. I 
I always kind of lean more towards the under because I'm like, hey, you're an automatic winner, right? Winner, right? Yeah, obviously, score starts zero zero, but this game, it's it's going to be exciting. This is going to bring back memories of that Eagles Patriots game where a lot of different types of scoring, a lot of two point conversions. I think very few punts. This is going to be a game to watch, and I'm just. I'm I'm deep diving tonight to get every little detail I can, but I'm just revved up for an awesome game. And for stake of you, Dave, for some family members, <laughs> I'm kind of leaning more towards Kansas City just because they're the team that kind of get everything right. They're the team that could use the few weaknesses that the Eagles do have. I think Kansas City's prepped up to make that challenge. Well, it, it's really a no-brainer because when you think about the most important thing about the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl party, Okay. And so now we're talking now now because there is there is some issues going on. Oh well, Dan, what do you what do you mean? Are you saying that Philly can't party as hard as Kansas City? No, what I'm saying is Philly is confused about whether the Philly cheesesteak is actually their official sandwich or whether this pulled pork butt sandwich is actually the the Philly special. You see, we all know in Kansas City, of course, the burnt end sandwich is the sandwich. That's what I'm saying, Dan. Delicioso. They don't have to grease light poles in Kansas City, is all I'm saying. Well, okay. There's that, and we've never thrown batteries at Santa Claus either. So there's that. So if we're definitely definitely going to talk about that. Um, I did I did want to get back to you. Spencer sitting there shaking his head. You guys have completely lost me. We have the Great American Race next weekend. we got some racing to talk about. But I'll give you a I'll give you a moment. This is a big weekend for Kansas City. Okay, so but let's 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 that's jump a freebie. In, let's jump into that a little bit because you have a Daytona 500 party, and yet you've got those what green chili chicken egg rolls. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, I, I don't so know. Carrie's going to be bringing that and cooking them there at the party. Uh-oh. And now I know we got word fresh. last night two different types of egg rolls. Uh-oh. So. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to tune in but, for that. Is the other one a surprise? It's a surprise. I'm oh. not going to give it away. Oh, man. But nonetheless, great reason to get together and uh, drink some beer and watch some racing. So you know I'm about it. Well, why don't we, why don't we you know talk some odds? Why don't we talk some, some betting lines um, in regards to uh, the uh, Super Bowl and NASCAR? Let's do it. And RJ, I, th- I think this is kind of right up your alley, bud. Yeah, uh, I pulled up the list and kind of some of the options that we can't talk about. Uh, there are three uh, racers that are pretty much like co-favorites at the moment, with uh, Chase Elliott, Joe Lugano, and then Ryan Blaney are all at kind of that uh, plus 850, which, I mean, for any time, this is such a big field. This is such a race where anyone can win. Of course, you guys are telling me the exacts where this is, I mean, the most coin flip of a race where anyone can win. It's going to be exciting throughout the entire race. So this is kind of a hard one to bet, but, I mean, you always kind of go with the favorite, the field. I mean, you have some big names that are even on the list. Exactly. So count as the field, which I'll let you kind of go deep dive in there. Yeah, and as you are saying, the three favorites going into this, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, yes, they've always said for years anybody can win this race, but there's a reason why those names are up top. They are consistently great at these big tracks, at what we used to call restrictor plate tracks. Can't call them that now. Super speedways now. But Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, if you notice, two of those three are Fords. They always hook up good. They push really well. Chase Elliott, always a force to be reckoned with. You can almost bet your dollar that it's going to be a Hendrick car on the pole going right. into the Daytona 500. Uh, that already gives them a big advantage. They get that first pit stall. Uh, that's important. One of them that surprised me, though, Denny Hamlin, 9-1 to one odds. Um, not too sure what they're thinking. He won three? 
yeah, not too sure what they're wow. thinking putting him at nine to one, but I would definitely expect Denny Hamlin uh, to be a front runner in that. Some of the other ones, though, I'll let you kind of go back down the line on those. Yeah, there's a few, of course, the, the bigger odds that you always kind of look for. I mean, didn't uh, Truex just won? I know the clash is something a little different, but I mean, him at twenty-five to one is always kind of like that's a that's a big enough number where hey. Two races in a row, it don't matter as long as you finish first. When That's one I kind of looked up at. There's a few there, you know, in between. But, I mean, and the first time, I mean, I haven't seen Jimmy Johnson's name in quite a while. He's at the same at the 25-1. to 1, which, And Johnson, I, mean, I would probably expect him to struggle a little bit going into this. Right. But as you said with Truex, 25-1, to 1, Michael McDowell, a past champion of this race at 25-1, mm-hmm. to 1, there are some good bets in there. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 22-1 to 1 odds. Uh, definitely as you go back further down in the field, uh, you definitely have some good options. And as you were saying, in that field where you get all the rest of the drivers, the best of the rest, you still got Almondinger, Haley, uh, uh, LaJoy, a few others. So definitely going to be interesting. Really appreciate that insight from the betting side. I mean, let's also see uh, Larson, of course, coming to New Mexico. Hey, give him a little shout-out where uh, he could easily make one at 9-1 to one as, one, at nine to one as well. So, I mean, a little shout-out to the guy who just visited us. Absolutely. All right, we got a whole lot more coming up, including uh, we're going to visit with a couple of tracks in the state of New Mexico and start to give you some insight on what to plan for um, in your racing season here at our home tracks um, on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, race fans, this is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Swope on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hi, this is Alan, a four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, I tell you, one of the first tracks that I went to, um, trying to figure out how to construct a dirt track actually uh, was went to uh, Uranium Capital, which is um, actually a quick, I'm um, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I guess it depends how hard you drive, how fast you drive from Albuquerque. Um, but uh, went through a name change uh, towards the end of the season last year uh, to uh, Legacy Speedway uh, in the studio this morning. Uh, Jason Bodley, did I get it right? You did. I got it right. And Cody Orozco. And I thought that Cody's name was going to be a hard one, but but we got it done. But it is Cody with an I, so we're always being tricky. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank hey, thank you. Hey, thank you. Cody, if you can move a little closer yeah. to the mic thank there, you for about a fist from there. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, so I'm going to just kind of throw it out there. Um, talk about the name change. I mean, what you know? I mean, to me, Uranium Capital was great because Grants was Uranium Capital of you know of the Southwest. So, um, but talk about the the name change a little bit. Sure. Well, so, you know, Uranium Capital has been there since 1969, one of the oldest tracks in New Mexico currently running. And 
without getting into the, all the details, what sure. brought up the name change, you know, there's a lot of legacy behind your name, Campbell Speedway. People from all over New Mexico have raced there. A lot of people grew up there, you know. Um, so we wanted to keep that that legacy in our name somehow, how to honor the past with moving into the future. So legacy Speedway just made sense. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about a lot of names were thrown out there, but that's what ended up sticking. And, you know, it's pretty nice that uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, – copied our name yes so, he yeah, did yeah yes yeah. so, like you know legacy is a pretty good word so uh, we're happy to have it I, I don't know if you have enough money to to sue him no that's and okay. fight him on it that's okay that's all right okay. That's but okay. he could just come out and do a guest appearance that would there be a great go. yes that'd be fabulous that would be fabulous well and and cody you're kind of charged with getting the word back out there um about things including um you've got a schedule that's out there and uh sounds like you're going to add a little bit more to it yes yeah, so we just published our season schedule um and then we are going to do a republish with adding the mini sprints on so we're looking to have that within the next couple of days put out for everybody so you guys can plan your seasons with our track and other tracks awesome so what what is your your typical uh weekly uh weekly schedule look like what who, what kind of divisions mm-hmm. are running so we have a uh, we're gonna have a cruiser division which is the, the entry level mm-hmm. we have a hobby stock division and uh that that class is very interesting because we had Albuquerque stock cars, which is a hobby stock with headers, what I like to call. And then we had the Grant's hobby stocks was the same car with stock exhaust. And then you have USRA hobby stocks and IMC hobby stocks. So we've kind of put together a rule that encompasses all. Okay. So that entry-level racing, these guys can come and compete at our track. And then we have a stock car division, which uh, our our goal is to be sanctioned. We've, I know we've talked about this for some time, but we are moving forward with sanctioning. And then we have a B-Mod division or X-Mod division, mm-hmm. and uh, that will be sanctioned as well. Um, we have received a lot of A-Mod drivers reaching out to us. We did not schedule A-Mod because, you know, quite frankly, our, our the division has dried up locally. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've talked to several drivers, and uh, we will find dates that work for them, and we will put them on the calendar off what – we end up scheduling. We want to do it on the off weeks of Albuquerque. So, because that division is is pretty small, we want to make sure these guys have to have a place to race, whether it be in Albuquerque or Grants, and kind of work hand in hand with them. So, we'll see what happens. We have high hopes for that division as well. Well, and as as we've talked before, and, and all tracks um, deal with this. Um, in addition to schedule, um, and trying to schedule so that there's most benefit for all the drivers, better shows, um, is also trying to get on the same page. Um, about rules and you know sometimes it you know it's like <clears throat> you know the the dominant supporter of a particular track um maybe has a little bit of lean you know on on how the rules go um if you will or you know to to um to try and help build car count and and, and in a community that's always moving um it, it what's interesting is the the cruisers how you talked about you know kind of a a starter um i mean it's a it's a great way to get people out and get people involved um, you know, especially, you know, you can have a passenger. Um, but at the same time, you know, as you, as your skill set goes up, I mean, typically you kind of want to move up. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that, uh, the hobby stocks, uh, stock cars, uh, street stocks, all of that has really, um, kind of, you know, uh, made the, the car counts a, a really kind of a, a confusing situation. So, um, I applaud you for, uh, for definitely trying to kind of open it up. Um, because in the end, um, we, we all want a place to race and right. we, we were talking about how keeping a racetrack going. I mean, you guys have a completely different model, 
um, of being owned, um, yes. you know, basically yeah. uh, membership owned. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, about that, Cody. Um, I, I was just, Jason and I were just hitting on that. I was telling him, you know, I think with our track, it's really unique in the sense that, like you said, it is membership owned. Um, so I say it's really fan-based, driver-based. If you're a member, you can attend our board meetings. You can um, put yourself on our agenda to talk about issues in the track. And I think that's what makes it really unique. I mean, I myself started as a spectator, um, and now I'm a secretary and run their social media. So anybody can step on and help if, you know, you love racing come on out and help us because it's a great place to be <laughs> so her, who herds the cats it's like the inmates and, and you know not that there isn't a you know women's prison you know like pretty close to but i mean how do you how do you get consensus i mean it's got to be a uh it, it, that's got to be a skill it's you know it it's it's funny there's always one person who rises to the top you know we it's run by the drivers so drivers are a mess Right, right, and uh, and typically not business owners. So, so to run a business as a non-business owner, it takes a lot of um, education and learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but thank thankfully, there's always been somebody to step up, you know, in our, in our community. And uh, unfortunately, the racing community is shrinking, and we need to attract more people into it. Um, but uh, uh, last couple of years, Cody has been phenomenal in helping Uranium Capital Speedway. You know, I stepped away about five years ago due to the circumstances, and uh, it's neat to see people come into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of walked away for a few years for family stuff, and Donald Taylor stepped in. He was president. He did a phenomenal job. Cody stepped in, did a phenomenal job. You know, so we have these wonderful volunteers mm-hmm. that have always risen to the top and, and kept the track going. So I do have to ask, do you require everybody to wear a helmet um, at the board meetings, at the meetings? Because, yeah. It's, it's advised. Yeah. It's advised. Okay, because that, that's the difference, right? We, we're all pretty logical people without mm-hmm. helmets on. And you put the helmet on and, you know, it, it all goes out the window. <laughs> so I almost wonder if we should just actually have to sit there at meetings in helmets um, so we really know, you know, who we're talking to, right? Because it's like, you know. The, the, you get used to the decals and the paint on the helmet, so you know who who you're talking to. And of course, until their bell rating, you know, um, on the helmet goes out, expires, and then they got to get a new one. But um, I'm being facetious. Where is the best way for uh, people to keep track of what's going on, what events are coming up, changes in the schedule? Is it on? Social media, you guys have a website? So we have, I'd like to say it all right now, we have a website that we just relaunched it, put our new schedule, put our countdown timer on. Um, we try to be very active on Facebook. Um, and then we also just put all our dates onto my race pass. So we're going to be utilizing my race pass a lot more Excellent. this season. Yeah. That is that is a, a neat product um, yes. to be able to use because I can, I can watch all the different races um, it, you know, but the one thing is, it's not perfect. It's still not as good as the track, you know, because, you know, you can't see, you see the finishing order, uh, but you don't necessarily see the battle or, you know, the, uh, the accidents that happened like two races to go. And under, you, you know, you look and you go, what, why was that? Why is that guy finished last? You know, he didn't, didn't know. You notice he's one lap down. You're like, oh, well, it was probably an accident or stuff. Um, but, uh, um, tracks always need help. Um, uh, what, what kind of things? Um, can the community do to to reach out and kind of support what you're doing? Sure. So, uh, you know, being being a nonprofit and being ran and owned by the drivers, it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, uh, um, 
our track will always be there as long as somebody's paying the property taxes, right? <laughs> um, our, our, all of our profits yep. turned into the drivers. So what comes in goes out. We have to make enough money for uh, for lights and electricity or, or you know, water and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest thing is we need support from the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have deep pockets. Right. So uh, if, if there's any you know businesses who support dirt track racing, want to continue to see dirt track racing thrive, you know they can reach out to Cody or myself, and we could figure out a way to advertise for them at our track and get support that way. Um, if there's people who can't help financially, uh, volunteers, weeds need to be pulled. Oh, like absolutely. That. So, you know, that's always important. Never, never enough bodies at that's the right. track. Right. Um, right. There, and there's always something cool and something fun um, on, to do. Uh, out there, uh, tell us a little bit about um, you know, kind of like the experience at the track uh, when you when you come out. Um, one thing I I do love is you guys have the best sunsets in racing. I you know the grandstand looking right at me. We were talking about your start time um, being at sundown. Well, that's great. You get to the track, watch the sundown, and then um, watch the fireworks on the track. Right. I mean that's got to that's got to be uh, the best. But what do you think is probably the best kept secret about uh, Legacy Speedway? The clay. Uh, I, I I talk to the people, surface, the yeah. surface of the track itself. Uh, I talk to many drivers. Every, everybody says if you can take that clay to a different facility. Uh, I was talking to Rick at Rick's Performance, mm-hmm. and he told me he says we could pick your clay up and bring it down to Vado. He says we would have the best <laughs> track in the country. They probably do have the best track in the country, by the way. That's but, a pretty nice track. But our clay is probably the best in New Mexico. So uh, you know that's the best kept secret. Cars like to hook up well on it. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming out. I, I know you're. You, you came in, drove in from Grants, and now you're on your way to El Paso yep. um, traveling. But uh, but thank you all so much, and definitely uh, make sure you keep uh, keep us informed of what's going on. Um, you probably don't know, but we've had you on the schedule for years um, about what you guys got going on. So yeah. thanks it's, for having me. Always glad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, we got more to talk about, including we are going to get back to uh, talking about uh, the Bushlight Clash, which of course. I hope you heard it here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team, but make sure you mark your calendar down for next Sunday. We will have the Daytona 500 here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team. We'll join you on the other side. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. This is Kyle Larson, driver of the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Dimitri Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Albert's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, coming uh, March 4th, actually out at Albuquerque Dragway, um, is going to be their uh, season opener, if you will, with a, a street to strip. Uh, Sandia Speedway uh, next weekend um, is going to be the uh, Southwest Motorsports uh, Drift Series uh, race number one. Go ahead and mark your calendars down now, too. March 4th, uh, Whiskey Garage Drift Series uh, has got a test and tune that's going to be out there from noon to 6. Um, and joining us this morning, 
uh, new general manager out there at Sandia Speedway or Suka Circuit or whatever. Uh, we're not really sure, <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, David Tanner, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming out. Um, and uh, I've had both uh, Dylan and Jason on this show. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I've tried to start a little stuff with them, you know, about uh, ask Dylan if he'd spin Jason, um, if he had the chance coming out to win. Um, didn't necessarily get a straight answer, but I think we all know what the answer is. Um, but first off, uh, thank you for for stepping up. Um, I've personally done your job. Um, it's tough. It's thankless. Um, and right now, um, I just want to know, have you been getting any sleep? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I, I can multitask. Awesome. Awesome. A big cleanup last weekend. Um, how are things How are things going out, uh, getting this track ready for the season? Good. We've got a show coming up uh, this Sunday with the Legends on the half mile, and uh, we're still kind of finishing that up to make it raceable, but we'll be ready. Half mile asphalt or I'm dirt? sorry, uh, the road course. Road course. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Well, very good. Um, there was a lot of uh, lot of things that needed to be um, worked on. What, what are maybe some of your um, your first priorities, maybe the first uh, 90 days that you're trying to work on? Um, well, on the the dirt side, the the first priority is the safety. Absolutely. We've got to add more cables to the to the catch fence on both sides, and um, the scoring tower it's it's like a gauntlet to get up into that. Uh, so we got to make that a lot safer for the scores and the and the announcer and anybody that has to be up there. Well, I definitely definitely appreciate that. Uh, Jim Guthrie had mentioned that uh, maybe taking some of the banking out of the track. Is that a, is that more of a long term, or is that something you guys going to get a greater? Well, on? we talked long and hard about that. Um, he still wants to do it, but there just wasn't enough time this year. I thought so. You know, things just took took longer to to finalize than they thought. So. We were going to take the banking out and uh, move the mini sprint track more into the infield and actually make it bigger. Oh, interesting. So it'll so, be a lot better racing. Really quick with that, um, as far as the, the micro sprint track, because that's always been kind of a, a point of interest for me growing up, um, moving that to the infield, would that mean that you're not going to have it share the front straightaway anymore? Right, that's, that's the reason for it, yeah. Okay. And bigger just so the racing will be better. Okay. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I kind of had to ask was, are we going to see sprint cars as far as non-wing sprint cars coming back? Non-wing sprint cars are coming back, definitely. Awesome. That That is great to hear. I, I know that J.R. Bonesteel, president of NMMRA, has been working really hard um, this, this entire off-season to boss make something happen. Right now. <laughs> and uh, that really does, that means a lot to a lot of racers here in Albuquerque, um, it, it's been kind of a hole left for a lot of folks. So to hear non-wings coming back is going to be a great deal. Uh, David, I, I do want to know, how did this whole position come together for you? Um, what what was the talks like to get you into the general manager position? Uh, well, honestly, it was out of the blue. I didn't expect it at all. I, I got a phone call and we talked about it. and About a week later, we decided that... That I was going to be the guy. That that's fantastic. Have you started to put a staff together? Um, yeah, we're we're trying to contact all the people that were involved uh, with the track before, and have reached out to a lot of them, and still trying to get get numbers for others. But uh, most everybody's happy to come back. 
Well, there is a um, a facilities side um, that's different than than the racing side and the promotion side to it. Um, was never was never my strength. Um, I I don't know anything about clay. You know, I don't. I all I know is what isn't working when when people who drive on it tell me about it. Um, I I know you've got a background um, um, in in doing some some construction and some stuff in you know around the you know farming and you know with horses and stuff. Um, is some of that you know part of the skill set that you, you're bringing to this? Um, yeah, maybe as far as like just the equipment side of it, but you know, you uh, everybody likes a racetrack the way they like it, right? So not everybody likes a tacky track, not Tuesday. everybody likes a dry slick track. Yeah. Nobody likes a dusty track, but it seems to be the nature of dirt. So we just do our best to to make it safe and make it raceable. What's going to be your um, the way that you judge what a successful season is to you? Car count. Car. Well, that's, <laughs> that's my. That's the only thing that that's cures what it's things, about. Right? Yep. Yeah. The, yep. the more revenue and stuff. Is there going to be um, and kind of some more things involved in the show? Because uh, that's what a lot of feedback was. Is that there there was a, a great race, but there was no show addition to it. Yeah, we're, we've talked about that. Um, I'd like to bring back uh, what we used to call a trophy dash. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the top two cars out of each heat race, uh, four laps for a trophy. And that would leads into intermission. And it's, uh, personally, it was the four fastest laps that, that you drive all night. Right. Because you got to get it done. Right. So it's kind of some of your template. I mean, uh, both of us are old enough. He doesn't even know what Speedway Park is. Um, is some of your kind of go back to some of the fun we used to have out at Speedway Park? Yes, that's exactly the goal. We've we've got some things on paper still that we're working out, trying to get the community more involved, get the stands packed, and well, um, I, I don't. I I've been fortunate enough to have a copy of of um, of Crosby's. Um, basically playbook i'd be more than happy to share it with you okay um but but the the guy that's so cool is he's like start a controversy right you know and so it was just amazing he's like you know pick a fight with a local official i mean it's like it's awesome to see that you know if you you fight in the pits you get it get banned if you fight on the front straight away you get a hundred bucks exactly (laughs) i am i'm so pumped uh, to hear that um, that uh, we're gonna go go to that playbook because I uh, actually I think, honestly if if you fight you gotta go right <laughs> so. I, I, we 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 all know that um or we we hope we know that but like I was saying to the uh, the people from Legacy though um when somebody puts a helmet on I mean kind of sometimes you know you, you go a little insane I don't know if they're too tight or what it is but I've I've worn them too believe me I mean I've I've said some stuff with a helmet on I I shouldn't have been saying well so. it's for me. When I put my helmet on, I'm I'm 18 again, right? You know, and I think it's probably the same for everybody. We're invincible. I, I might have been more like 12. <laughs> well, I've had those moments too. <laughs> I had a juvenile moment myself. David, really quick, um, a lot of people know you around the pit area, but there are a couple people that might not know your name. Can you give us a little bit of background about your racing history, especially here in Albuquerque? Uh, well, we started. My dad was helping guys that he worked with that raced. And, um, of course, I was always excited to go, and that just evolved. My first year was uh, 1976 at Duke City Raceway. It was actually Albuquerque Raceway then. Mm-hmm. And uh 77, we went to Speedway Park until it closed in 82. And then uh, just 
stayed in back to Duke City Raceway at the time. And my oldest son was racing go-karts the same time I was racing. You know, I, I raced the, stock, the hobby stocks and then the stock cars and I had a late model. We were in the half-mile dirt there, mm-hmm. uh, which was a really fun track. And um, we missed a show on the go-kart schedule. It flipped, and I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And my son would have won the regional championship. He just had to start that race. Mm-hmm. So we, we missed it, and... I just, at that time, decided, okay, I've had my fun. You know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it. So I quit. I was out of it for 27 years. And then I met a guy at the track at a practice day, and I was just watching. And we became friends, and he invited, uh, well, didn't invite me, but he told me to, he'd put the money in my car if I'd drive it. So that was in 2017. So I've been back at it. That's fantastic. You know, it never really gets out of your blood. I, I always uh, refer to myself as I'm between cars. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you don't really know. I mean, right now it's it's me fitting in the car that's probably um, more the problem and definitely yeah. not fit anymore. Uh, but what's the best way um, if somebody's out there listening, they, they, they want to help, they, you know, maybe, they, maybe they've got uh, time and some materials, but they don't necessarily have cash. What's the best way for them to, to reach out and, and get involved at the track? Well, uh, Dan Brockett is uh, one of the new owners. He's working on a website, so they could reach out to that, or uh, my contact information is out there. Okay. And you could definitely uh, send me a, a message at the show, and I could put you guys sure. in contact. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I wish you the best. Um, we're here to help. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the door's always open uh, to let us know uh, what's going on. Uh, we definitely want to uh, uh, hear more from the drivers uh, this year. Uh, than we have in the last couple of years, but uh, really appreciate you taking this on, and uh, and we, we we know what's involved, so we're we're going to do our best. All right, okay, we got a whole lot more coming up on the other side, including we do got some more things in the event calendar we need to cover, um, including some car shows going on. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, one hundred one seven, the team. This is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Alburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hey, just got a, uh, a text from uh, Robert Costa with Albuquerque Dragway. Um, they're having an impromptu uh, car show today for... Uh, Matt Irwin, uh, who passed away this week from 2 to 5 um, out at, uh, I, b- I believe it's uh, Rich Ford. Um, and you can uh, bring a car out um, and, and celebrate uh, his life. And so uh, make sure you put that on the schedule because all proceeds from that um, are going to support the family. Um, also want to do uh, mention Vado Speedway, uh, Friday open practice, February 24th. So you'll be able to uh, figure out what's going on there, March 4th. It's a 300-lap enduro um, over at Alien Speedway. 
uh, Moriarty MX uh, first point race, the Yucca Point Main at the MK DKD uh, Electric Mini Track Race Weekend. Um, that's February 12th um, uh, from noon to five. Uh, but a uh, lot of lot of exciting stuff um, been going on. Let's talk, uh, uh, Spencer. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, um, the uh, the race that they had last week at the Clash. Sure. Um, now this is the second year for uh, for the the new car. Uh, last year, I think that uh, everybody was just so excited to see the car and see what the car could do. Um, I thought it looked a lot more like a regular short track race um, last weekend. What, what were your thoughts on it? You know, I agree with you, Dave. It, it was very interesting to see how much we've progressed in exactly one year uh one of the bigger things that we saw last week were the use of mufflers for the first time on these cars Mm. and i think that was probably a good move in places like la coliseum they're also going to use them for the chicago uh street course and that's going to help just the fan aspect of it the cars are still loud let me promise you that they are as loud as ever uh, it just really, while they're idling, it makes them bearable to be around and for crews to work on them. Uh, that was a big move that they made. I don't think it affected the racing. In fact, I think racing was as good as it's ever been. As you said, it looked a lot more like a short track race. There was a few embarrassing moments, if I might be uh, completely honest with everybody, but it, that's kind of what that clash is about. It's about everybody throwing it all on the line, going out there, no points, just for bragging rights, and for a guy like Martin Truex Jr., setting the precedent for the rest of the season after a dismal 2022. I, I completely agree. Uh, and not only that, I think that by Martin winning and the, winning the way that he did, um, I think it solidified the fact that that was a short track race. I mean, talk about a guy who became, you know, had to get over that hump, um, and now he is basically one of the short track specialists. Um, also, want to mention. I think Kyle Busch mm-hmm. um, had a pretty good run. Now you can say, you know, that uh, uh, that you know, being uh, with the new team uh, had a little extra motivation. Um, but he went all the way to the back and came all the way back to the front um, and and was looking strong. I mean, what are your thoughts on that chemistry? Yeah, as you said, Kyle Busch, new team with RCR here. They come out of the gate strong as ever. And that was a great showing, not only for Kyle Busch, but for also Austin Dillon. Both those drivers were really on point all night, showed that they are going to have some speed rolling into at least some short tracks this year, I believe. You go from the highest of highs, though, to the lowest of lows as you look over at RFK Racing, where neither of their cars were able to make the field this year. Once again, second year in a row, where they are really behind the eight ball before the season even starts uh, last year, of course, they were able to get both of the dual wins. So we'll see if they're able to kind of pick that up as we roll into next week with Speed Week. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a great atmosphere over at the Clash. I think it was really healthy for the sport to go to the West Coast. I'll, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter complaining, we need to bring it back to Daytona. We need to bring it back to Daytona. I get it. I am completely in, with, in agreement with some of that. But... Also, you've got to realize, bringing this stuff to the West Coast into a completely different atmosphere and introducing it to fans that otherwise would never watch an NASCAR race might not be the worst thing ever when just a couple of years ago we were just single file until the last two laps anyway. Well, and I think that we have, we've had two different local racetracks in this morning. And if we've learned nothing, it's each track has different things that they need to do uh, to be successful 
Um, and they definitely both have different fan bases. Um, and, and I think that, you know, being able to, uh, to go somewhere to a, to a different group of people, um, I've, you know, heard a lot of back and forth, uh, on, uh, Cirrus, uh, uh, NASCAR on Cirrus XM, uh, this week and, and, Trying to get people to understand that, that that's an exhibition race. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's not so. I mean, who is going to say that um, you know that that Pro Bowl that was? What are, are they still calling it the Pro Bowl, Dan? What, what was the thing last week? Um, the flag football game, you know, um, or you even see the the All Star game for baseball, right? And um, that's an exhibition game. Nobody expects them to go out um, other than um, than Pete Rose and take somebody out. You know, um, you know, because they, that game matters that much. I mean, but they still took it pretty seriously, including um, talk about some of the different drivers out there. I mean, Denny Hamlin, um, that is, he probably hates that race. I mean, he's had he's struggled in, in the last two of those exhibition races, and to think that he's not going to be in the mix um, at some point, including you said what was he was twenty five to one to win the Daytona five hundred, if I'm not mistaken, and that guy won the race three times. Yeah, he was. Uh, I believe he's nine to one. Nine to one. So okay. a little bit better odds on, on him. I would have taken twenty five to win any I, day. Well, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that. But nonetheless, yeah, great event with the Clash. We put a bow tie on that, as you said. Uh, so honored to have two of our local tracks here in the studio today. I want to just take a quick second to thank David, Cody, and Jason for their time this morning. It's so important for people to get involved with the tracks again. Um, I feel like there's been some sort of disconnect in the last few years, right. and we're going to do our best to bridge that gap and bring everybody together because there's not enough of us racers here in New Mexico to divide ourselves like that. Everybody needs to come together and support it when they can, uh, and I'm really looking forward to 2023 after hearing both those interviews. Well, absolutely, and and of course, you know, news out there, of course, that um, you know Tucson was going to open the track. They they weren't able to get it open. Um, Aztec looks like there, there's some question about their season. Um, so there's still a lot up in the air. So I think everybody needs to, you know, kind of relax a little bit and, and give everybody time to work out, um, their different schedules. I mean, I, I know that, you know, scheduling is so important. I mean, Vado, when you consider, I mean, that's, that's a brand new track, you know, a couple, just a couple of years and they're doing a lot of great things. And so, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of great opportunities and I think, um, there's got to be one of those three tracks that you like, that you can build a car to go and be successful. Because as we know, um, you know, a lot of people sometimes pick their track on a whole host of reasons. Uh, might might be as simple as just feeling welcome. Uh, it could be uh, it could be you know that you're able to chase the money and the payouts or chase the points. Um, not everybody um, is going to be able to do that. Uh, sometimes it's the rule package at a particular track um, because it's really not when you consider from Albuquerque. Um, it's, it's 45 minutes, um, it, it to grants. It's, it's only three hours and 15 minutes down to Vado. Um, and of course you got a local track here to support as well. So, um, I, I think that, um, if you want to build a car, I think that there's a place for you. Absolutely. And I think it's only going to get better and better. I believe that there's definitely uh, a new tide coming over the entire state as far as racing comes. And I think everybody is kind of rejuvenated about it and excited again. So I know it makes me excited as a driver. Uh, everybody that's listening, whether you're a fan or maybe you're a team owner, sponsor, whatever it may be, it should make you excited as well. And uh, I'm really just happy to be able to cover it with New Mexico Motorsports Report. Speaking of which, uh, next Sunday, uh, the Daytona 500 going to be here on ESPN Radio. 
Um, and uh, we're going to actually try and do our own local pre-race show. So, uh, so you can tune in um, at 11:30 um, on Sunday, um, and we'll actually bring you uh, bring you some insight um, from uh, from New Mexico uh, about the Daytona 500. Um, and then, of course, everybody's invited to the party at your house. Oh yeah, <laughs> my parents don't know it yet, but it's going to be a big one, I guess. So now, Absolutely. like you said, it's going to be a huge race weekend. Uh, we have a, of course, our full hour-long show, and then, as you said, we're going to do a pre-race show leading up to the Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Great American Race. If you are into NASCAR, if you are a race fan, definitely want to tune in next weekend because we're going to make it as big as ever. Yeah, and and definitely going to make it uh, fun. Uh, we might talk might talk a little bit about green chili and red chili in that show as well, but uh, um, a lot of neat things. Hey, Dan, thank you for uh, for staying up uh, and making it out here. Uh, RJ, uh, always great with all you do. Thank you, Spencer, um, for your insight and, uh, and, and some great questions, you know, cause that's, that's the, the difference is you have a different perspective as a driver, uh, than I do as a promoter. So I think that those are some fabulous questions. Um, and of course you can get all the information as to what's going on at nmmotorsportsreport.com or you can tune in here every Saturday, uh, morning within the Mexico Motorsports Report, and it'll be posted up on um, on the 1017 The Team website as well, coming up. All right, thank you. This has been the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017 The, the team. team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Sport Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are listening to ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.